0: Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. You drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas, but your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue lights, you're blinking 4 o'clock in the morning Saint trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born Better call Saul, better call Saul You wanna tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can Blue lights, start a blink and those handcuffs click You know who to call and you better call quick Saul, Saul, you better call Saul you fight for your rights when your back's to the wall Stick it to the man, justice for all Better
1: Call Saul. It's another episode of Better Talk Saul. Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast. It's Anthony Lewis and Ben Knight here talking two more episodes of Better Call Saul. For me on AMC, but for you on Netflix, right? Is that where the show yeah. is viewed? Yeah, it is. That's interesting. So they do like a weekly. They just update it weekly with a new episode.
0: They do. That is so it's a good crazy. format, actually. I like I it. Uh, yeah. nice. That's how we're. That's how we're getting the new Star Trek as well. Um, to as it. Ben keeps reminding me,
1: <laughs> uh, Ben is once again substituting for Glenn, who is still having computer issues, and hopefully it will be resolved. This, I'm sure, this is causing Glenn sleepless nights because this is one of his favorite shows, and he has not been able to discuss it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's got some friends or whatever that are watching it. Maybe he's uh, subsidizing our podcast should, with his other. friends Should we
0: test him? and find out like whether he's listening to us talking about it actually the oh we should and uh actually
1: i don't think he had uh because when i was talking to him we were planning on recording on saturday uh as we record this it's a sunday and it seemed at that point that he hadn't actually watched an episode yet
0: Oh, okay. Which
1: just is, an, is a a testament to how busy he's been. So, so
0: he's definitely not listening to this show then. <laughs> Probably not. We'd be spoiling it.
1: Uh, well, let's see
0: what he does. Okay, so when he gets to this, um, Glenn, if you're listening, uh, tweet us. Yeah. As in, maybe tweet at Cinema Geekly yeah. uh, and tell us that you're yes. listening to this. Yes, let's let see how know. long it takes him to get caught up with this show. I, I don't know if he... Actually, just message us on Facebook
1: and be like, Oh, I, I listen to the episodes. I don't know if Glenn even uses Twitter anymore, so... Um, Anyway, let's uh, let's hop into it. He's
0: politically angry. He probably does.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, everybody does these days. Um, Season three of Better Call Saul. This one's called Sunk Costs. Uh, So Gus, Fring, and Mike come to an agreement. Gus will stop tracking Mike. Mike will not kill Hector Salamanca. Uh, Upon quick deliberation, however, Mike agrees once again to try and attract police attention to Hector and meets with Barry Goodman to pick up a package of cocaine as one part of this plan. Jimmy is arrested following a few harsh but hesitant words with Chuck and chooses to represent himself against Kim's wishes and the judge's wishes, uh, pleads not guilty, and posts bail. Jimmy later explains what happened during his break-in and tells Kim to work on the Mesa Verde case while he works on his own legal battle to which she finally Agrees. Uh, the prosecutor in Jimmy's case, Hay, meets with Chuck and tells him that she doesn't plan to let Jimmy off easy. Chuck wishes, wishes to seek for a quote, better solution for everyone. End quote. Elsewhere, Mike stuffs the cocaine into a pair of shoes and hangs these shoes from a phone wire and shoots them with a sniper rifle as a truck owned by Hector rolls by causing the cocaine to fly into the air and some of it uh, landing onto the moving truck. When the truck reaches the border, a drug-sniffing dog is alerted and two of Hector's men are arrested by DEA agents. Jimmy talks to Kim outside of Wexler-McGill and informs her that he can avoid jail time but will have to confess to his felony break-in and submit his confession to the New Mexico Bar Association, which will likely result in disbarment. Kim convinces Jimmy to let her help him fight Chuck's plot. Uh, so, thoughts on sunk cost. So this is like the follow-up to the big uh, cliffhanger we got last week where Jimmy yeah. was busted on this break-in deal.
0: Um, I really enjoyed this episode because the... Sometimes, um, sometimes the show can feel like it's trying to do the incoherent thing a little bit too much and you, you find yourself again, I for God's sake, just tell us what you're doing. Mm. Um, and it can be a little bit irritating. This episode I thought I got the measure perfectly. So um each of the the, the threads of this plot were um were clear and coherent but also they were they, they were solid, they were entertaining. Yeah. So the um the the setup the 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 the, the way in which um Mike uh, deals with the uh disrupting the supply route with the shoes uh is is really quite smooth. Uh the, the various shots to make him think it's um somebody hunting and, uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is yeah it's a nice touch uh and it was you know it was well done. Um the the court scenes with Chuck and Chuck's sort of behavior um I find it probably the weakest bit of the story in the sense that um there are very few lawyers who would choose to represent themselves because, well, as the judge, judge begins to comment to uh, uh, to him, um, you, you know what uh, you know what we say about the man who represents himself, which is, of course, that they have a fool for a client. Yeah. Um, and I I just don't see him being that guy. Actually, uh, I understand why. You know, why he just doesn't want to space... drag
1: Kim into it. Yeah. I think is what it yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I, said, I think I said Chuck. for I mean Jimmy. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy is is probably the weakest link in this episode in the sense that he, you know, he's sulking. He's, um, you know, he's kind of caught up in everything else. But it's understandable because I mean, Chuck, that guy is a grade A James Blunt, isn't he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and his vindictiveness in in uh, episodes three and four is is so uh unashamed and and, and vile yeah. uh, that it's he, I actually find him more of a villain in this piece at the moment than I do uh, Hector or gus um, now gus let 's come on to that for a minute mm-hmm. so uh, not a vast amount of screen time for gus here uh, they 're using him sparingly, which is a good plan yeah. um, and he he because we know you know who he is he he automatically carries a degree of menace to him. Yep. Um but I think it's nice that for you know if we'd forgotten in any way um just what an ice cold motherfucker Gus is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh it is it is apparent in this episode and it's it you get a slight sort of chill from him that I I've missed actually since breaking bad. So um yeah it's it's a really solid episode I thought.
1: Yeah same here. Um yeah it's I mean, it's always kind of cliched. You've got, like, the crazy person. It's usually not a lawyer. It's usually just a crazy person that wants to represent themselves
0: in court. Freeman uh, on the land. There you go. That should get a few complaint <laughs> emails in. They, do you uh, guys have Freeman on the land in, in the States? I'm guessing you must have an equivalent of them.
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah, nutters. As... Um, they, um... So, I mean, yeah. It's, it's understandable why he's doing it, though. He wants... Kim, he doesn't want to take away from kim's mesa verde case he doesn't want to drag her into this he realizes this is his fuck up and he i mean in fairness i think he does try like earlier to talk to one of his prosecutor friends hoping he's getting the case to try to like weasel his way out of it a little bit or something yeah and his friend's like no man are you kidding me they can't put me on the case i know you like everybody in this building knows you they got to bring in somebody else
0: Mm. Um, which which to be fair again you know if we were doing real world a little bit he, he would know that yeah 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 um and it's a little weird that he didn't think about it right yeah uh, yeah well it, as i say, in in reality every lawyer would it wouldn't even cross their mind that it would be a local prosecutor
1: right so for the for the purposes of the plot though he had to kind of be like the audience who was in a lawyer
0: yeah and, hey. and for the judge to recognize him and to, to yeah. talk to him that way again this would you yeah, have the big disclaimer at the bottom it, yeah. screen this would never happen yes. uh, but yeah <laughs>
1: this is this had to be done for story purposes
0: yeah um, it would go it would go off circuit
1: so yeah i had to go look because they don't mention it here in this paragraph but the specific um the specific law that they cite the thing that jimmy takes advantage of is specifically mm. a new mexico thing this as best i can tell does not exist in any other state in the United States where you can uh where you can plead guilty in this in this manner to charges that carry such long prison sentences mm-hmm. uh, and as long as the other party agrees to it like you get community, yeah. you get community service or whatever you on probation it's a concept
0: that's gradually creeping in around a lot of the world it's the restorative justice uh concept mm. so because prisons are too full yep. and because non-violent crime uh is you know not the top of anyone's priority list and because we're putting victims at the front and center of the justice system all this sort of crap um there are Um, these diversion routes, as they sometimes call them, that exist in some places. Um, I have to say, for a felony break-in, it seems uh, like quite a big departure from what would have happened to him without that system in place. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a concept not unknown to lawyers, uh, even, you know, I, I don't know New Mexico law at all, but it doesn't seem that unusual to me that that exists.
1: Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, this was, this was a great episode. I, I loved the whole thing with Mike, the, and they, and they also kind of like foreshadow this a little bit because there's a scene earlier with the shoes on Mm -hmm. the, on the phone line. And it seems like that's like a, like a drop off and a pickup thing. It's
0: a a a common, I guess it's a common signal in the States that people know about shoes on phone lines in the States. yeah? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 In fact, okay. there's a whole Wikipedia article about it. In fact, shoe tossing.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I, actually, do you know some? I I, I gave up on um, the show The Wire a long time ago, but I seem to remember that they referenced it in there quite a bit, didn't they?
1: Yeah. There's also, by the way, this article not only talks about its various meanings and symbology, that but there is also it. there is also, of course, competitive shoe tossing.
0: Uh. Of course Which Mike Mike could do because it only took him. Was it three guys? Yeah, it wasn't bad. That was some solid uh, tree toss, and it was nice that they bothered to do the final shot with him in shot doing it. Yes. Yeah, I'm um, guessing that took more than three, though, huh? <laughs>
1: I feel like it's uh, like that. There's a, this YouTube channel called Dude Perfect. I don't know if you've heard of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, YouTube channel before where they appear to do insane shots like on the first go but in reality it takes them like nine thousand attempts and you know they only put the one that actually goes in out of sheer luck onto the internet (laughs) um so what a job that must be uh i feel like something similar happened here where they attempted to do this a million times And, and and knowing and knowing the people who run this show the way we do there's no way they were like, you know, just so just show somebody throwing them, and then we'll show a pair of shoes, like, you oh, know, I'll hitting. No. No, no, no. You know, it's like, we have to see it happen in real life.
0: Uh, it kind not have been the only room in the world where, when we were watching this, um, the conversation was, as he was walking up to it, I wonder how many times he's going to take. I wonder how many shots they had to do to do yeah. this. Yeah. So we knew that was coming. It was a nice pair. Well done. Yeah, They satisfy on the show. I think that's the thing about this show. It's why it's so successful, is that it, it is... Weirdly satisfying.
1: Um, the um...
0: <laughs> that was an uncomfortable silence. <laughs> it
1: was. It was an uncomfortable silence. There was a knock upon my door. All right. Um, that'll get edited out, or maybe it won't. Um, Leave it in.
0: Let's have hey, production hey, quality. Yeah, go on.
1: Hey, why not? Um, I actually don't have anything else to add. Uh, it was. No. We. Uh, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the mic scene. Um, this was just. <sighs> I mean, I feel like a broken record saying how good this show is. Mm-hmm. Um, the next episode, I thought, was immensely better than this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a very solid episode, though. Uh, I gave it a four and a half. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how you feel. How do you feel about this week's episode?
0: Uh, yeah, I, mean, I I probably get slightly lower than that, seeing as we're now doing in quarters, I think, on these shows. I'll say four and a quarter for this. Okay.
1: All right. Um... Uh, okay, so season three, episode four, this one is called Sabrosito. There's a lot of Breaking Bad, like, super minor character uh, appearances in this. It's all, like, at the beginning scene, but um, these are these are characters that all appeared in at least one or two episodes of Breaking Bad. I think all at this location too. I think this is the location callback from Breaking Bad as well. Yeah, Don Don is, Aladio's yeah. estate. Uh so we start with Hector Salamanca delivering his tribute, and by tribute we mean loads of money to Don not, Aladio.
0: Not just the money though, huh?
1: <laughs> no. Um it's also the way the money is delivered as well. Um it's not impress it's not an impressive uh form of currency delivery, I suppose. He's humiliated. Is Hector when Gus sends a significantly larger tribute via Juan Bolsa, earning Don Eladio's favor. Uh, fa- favor that's not a word. Favor and ridicule towards Hector. Uh, Hector eventually confronts Gus at Los Poyos Hermanos and attempts to threaten him into using his trucks. Uh, that would be Gus's to move Hector's drugs. Uh, now that the police have closed off his main smuggling route. That would be thanks to Mike. Uh, Gus sends payment to Mike for his services, but Mike refuses to accept it. Meanwhile, Jimmy hires Mike to pose as a handyman and uses the repair of Chuck's door that Jimmy broke down as cover to photograph the interior of Chuck's house in order to document his bizarre living conditions. Mike returns to his day job where Gus arrives to meet him. Gus probes Mike... As to why he didn't accept his money, he lets Mike know that he's interested in hiring him and reveals that he stopped Mike from killing Hector because, quote, a bullet to the head would have been far too humane. And considering how Hector ultimately dies.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Way less humane than a bullet to the head.
0: Mindy, considering
1: how Gus dies, too. As well, yes. Um... And this really adds some... Oh, we'll talk about it. Uh, Jimmy, Kim, Hamlin, Chuck, and uh, ADA Hay meet in order to finalize Jimmy's confession, with Jimmy agreeing to have his confession reviewed by the New Mexico Bar Association. After the meeting, Kim confronts Chuck, telling him that she suspects he has a copy of the tape. Chuck confirms her suspicions and states that he plans to submit the tape as evidence in Jimmy's disciplinary hearing. Kim then replays the, relays the information to Jimmy, revealing that having Chuck admit the existence of a second tape was all according to their plan. The plot but thickens. Uh, what did you think of Sabresito?
0: This was good. Uh, this was as close as they get to a comedy episode as well. Also, um, yes. They yes. Uh, it's weird to see a, a sort of Mexico slash New Mexico farce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there were definite elements of that here so you had the comedy in the the otherwise tense scene at uh donaldia's um estate with the uh the little ice cream uh shop logo doll version of him mm-hmm. um as a little fuck Mexican guy and the you know a, a, as opposed to the acquisition of uh uh los polos um so there was all that sort of kind of route one comedy which was was still good yeah um but then I think by far and away the best is, uh, Mike, uh, his handyman routine in the house, uh, <laughs> with, with Chuck Store. So good drill. Yeah. So capitalizing on, uh, the, uh, electrophobia, uh, it, it, it just, a cracking, cracking scene. Uh, so and good, yeah. some of it was played purely for the farce as well, which was, which was beautiful to see. Yes. Um, and it also does suggest to me that, um, Mike in particular, uh, as a character, they ought to trust him with a little bit more comedy. Um, I know we have to keep his dry yeah. uh, sort of fear to him, but a little bit more comedy from him would yeah. not would not hurt.
1: I mean, he um, still did this and it was still
0: pretty damn dry, but oh, that, yeah. was, that was the, the charm in all of it. Absolutely. Um, it was so good. He is, I mean, he's the straightest of straight men for for a yeah. fast scene, isn't he? And he was excellent for that. Yep. Um, the... Again, you know, Gus, at his, at his sort of chilling best a little bit as well, watched that dude's face with the, the line about a bullet to the head would have been far too humane. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no doubt when you see his face that he means that shit. Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> uh, which was great to see. Even to the point where actually, I don't know if looking at Mike's face, it seemed to me that Mike was a little taken aback by how much Gus meant that as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he's normally got a great poker face, but it looked like there was a sort of deliberate Oh, yeah. slight look of shock on his face about there was it. some
1: emotion behind that
0: oh yeah i think that um, i think that plays sorry.
1: into the scene after because there's obviously the scene where hector comes in and basically takes over his restaurant yes uh while uh gus is hilariously at a like a police fundraiser event or whatever <laughs> and they're like oh great gus is so great
0: his staff um, meeting as well. Yes. <laughs> the staff meeting was brilliant. So, uh, yes, yeah, so his staff are uh, sort of held hostage a little bit by um, uh, Hector's Hector, yeah. lackeys, and so this is kind of like the back to work me- meeting that Gus holds for them. Yeah, um, in which you know he's talking about promising counselling and everything else. It's uh, he is just a he is an excellent, excellent overtime character. Yeah,
1: he's going to pay them overtime for the hours yeah. that they missed um but oh, i okay. love so so but he has to like he has to tell them the story right about um you know cuz they're like i guess you're I wondering why those men to. were in here holding you hostage uh and he has to explain to them now i wonder if the intent is he is telling them a bullshit story mm-hmm. or if he is only telling them i get i got the sense that he is telling them a half bullshit story like yes, he's not that's going exactly in, what i thought he's not going into detail but he is, by and large, telling them the truth, and I think this plays into like this backstory. I love that we get so much of the backstory between exactly. Gus and Hector. Like it when I when I eventually when I, eventually when I go back to rewatch the Breaking Bad stuff, uh, that the the episode with the, those episodes were there together. They're going to mean so much more because of this yeah. back narrative and stuff. It's just adding. So much like rich history to these characters that obviously were heavily implied in Breaking yeah. Bad, but now you kind of get to see where a lot of it is coming from.
0: But this, shit, this is how you write a story arc, isn't it? I mean, it is. It, it's a masterclass in it. Um, so yeah, so that was that was pretty damn awesome. Uh, we all knew that um, Assistant District Attorney Hay was going to be in uh, Chuck's pocket, and that I mean the the fact that they can extract the cringe out of the viewer during that meeting Mm -hmm. um i mean you really do squirm with it and oh it's just so uncomfortable Um,
1: when when there are things like this how how detailed were they when it came to because one of the things that really stuck out to me was i really enjoyed the scene where like chuck is like they really are like Mm -hmm. they're really like taking to task over words like yeah you know, I really feel well, like
0: they should use the word destroy. Let, let me tell you, they can be. Um, so probably the most obvious equivalent in day-to-day practice, uh, certainly here, and you, you have an equivalent uh, equivalent system in the US, is we have something called a basis of plea. So that's when you enter a guilty plea to an offense, you say, yes, I did assault this person, for example, uh, but not in the way the crowd says or the way the, the, the complainant says. I did it in this way, and you you advance a written account. A different uh, narrative. Is, yeah, yeah different exactly. Um, and yeah, those those can sometimes really come down to you know, uh, getting a thesaurus out and uh, just make sure we're pressure, the prosecution are always trying to secure one, you know, a narrative that means that they haven't got the complicated matter of having to in any way question um, or uh, contradict part of the account of the complainant or whatever else. So, yeah, the, the, you know, it's it's not that unusual, but the the thing is, the the degree of malice involved, and because here we don't, you know, that isn't something that's worked out worked out around a table with defendant and um, mm-hmm. complainant present. That's done between the lawyers acting on instruction, um, or you know, <laughs> yeah, negotiating and then going back and obtaining instruction. You see, so uh, yes, yeah, so b- because of this particular setup, and because of how. Um, how we'd, we're supposed to be getting the subtext of uh, Hay being somewhat um, somewhat in Chuck's pocket in the sense that they obviously go back away and so on. It, it is just such a cringeworthy, uncomfortable scene. Yeah. And all the way through it, I was thinking, I, I fucking hope that this is a play to a bigger thing. And then it, it occurred to me, I think probably exactly as the exposition was being set out in front of us, I I started to twig the point about why they were doing it this way and why the tape was going to then come back about whether there's a copy of it and so on. And so yeah, they uh, I I won't for those who for whom the penny hasn't dropped as to why that's part of the plan. I won't spoil it for them, but um, I'm guessing most people have figured it out by now. But it's um, yeah, it, it really again this is the thing I like about this episode above all else is that. I mean we said this lot about breaking bad but this is um it's one of the the masterclass writers of this it's Jonathan Glazer and it, it is it is it is it, it's it's a masterclass in story arcs it's it, it is a, a work of um sort of dramatic uh writing genius it, it its it's it really is on top form right now
1: yeah it's super it, this was uh I mean I I loved everything about this episode. I loved the... We got to see some of these characters from Breaking Bad. I'm not talking about Gus. I'm talking about, like, these minor characters like Juan Bolsa, Don Eladio. Um, I'm glad we got to see... We got to see a little bit more Gus this episode, and they're not going overboard with it, uh, like some shows might feel tempted to do, uh, but they are not. In fact, he's relatively subdued, with the rare exception of a few moments, because we aren't really seeing him that often, and nor should we, as, like, gus uh drug kingpin. Um, we're seeing it where it's important, but we got that. We got the, the great comedy bit with Mike. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I really enjoyed, I even, even like the nuts and bolts stuff of like Jimmy and Chuck and those guys sitting in a room at a table, like hammering out the stupid wording of a document, like all of that stuff is just so well done. Uh, a great episode. I love it. Uh, Ben, what would you give Sabresito?
0: um, This might be a four and three quarters for me. I, I don't, I'm I'm just astonished that um, that we, we're we're getting such consistent quality this season. And um, this it's not quite perfect. There are still bits and bobs, but uh, this this was by far and away the most solid so far.
1: Yeah, I gave it a five. So mm, yeah, I get I gave it the full Monty, if you will. Uh, I just. Uh, I just loved it. This is like everything I love out of uh this show. It works at its best when it's delivering uh a combination of good drama, good comedy, mm. um, good character bits, and it did this in spades, along with providing backstory to another beloved show. Uh it's just I don't know, I I couldn't I couldn't not give it a five.
0: Uh, I I I was pretty damn close to the five. I have to say, I I still. If you, if you, I'm glad you didn't go. Oh, really? What stopped you giving it five? Because I kind of, don't know. It it felt like maybe there was another little bit of a push, but that's all I could say about it. Yeah, it is intangible. Yeah.
1: Um, Alright, so uh, head on over to CinemaGeekly.com where you can check out the archives of Better Talk Saul. You can play catch-up with us. We are now caught up with the show, so that's a plus. Uh, and you can check out all the other shows we're doing over at Cinema Geekly as well. The show, like all the others, available on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Better Talk Saul. And subscribe to the one with the yellow, the yellow artwork because there are now two other shows with Better Talk Saul in their name, although I'm pretty sure we predate both of them. Yeah. Um, but there are two other shows out there that thought of it. But uh, we're the one with the yellow artwork.
0: They need to lawyer the fuck up. We're coming for them.
1: <laughs> Somebody get their own Jimmy McGill. They yeah. may need the help. Uh, all right. So uh, for Ben Knight, I'm Anthony Lewis. We will return next week, maybe with Glenn, maybe with Ben, maybe with both. Who knows? For season three of Better Call Saul, episode five called Chicanery.